the Tree podcast. To the three on the tree podcast today I'm here with davis and casey and today uh let's talk about doctors who ejaculate on their patients faces <laughs> i love your intros they're so harsh it's like no time to waste we've only got an hour <laughs> right what, what i like even more is that this could be an hour-long conversation just yeah. about uh you know face parties yeah, it could. <laughs> so, so rehash yeah, well, the story here. What what happened? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> tell us about your Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll tell you about my MRI I had this week, and I woke up with jizz on my face. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. A uh, former Mount Sinai doctor accused of drugging a patient and ejaculating on her face claims he masturbated in a lounge before the incident and later inadvertently got semen on the victim. All right, quote-unquote, I treated the woman in the ER for shoulder pain. Dr. David Newman, 44 years old, told cops when showing a picture of the patient at his Mount Montclair, New Jersey home on January 12th. Anyway, that's boring shit. I'm embarrassed because I whacked off in the lounge. <laughs> was that a quote? <clears throat> the customer yeah, this, lounge? This, this is a quote. I am embarrassed because I whacked off in the lounge, and it was po- it was possible that the ejaculate may have gone from my hands to the woman's blanket. Huh. He continued his b- bizarre explanation. Semen may have also transferred from my hand to her face during the time I treated her. So he didn't wash his hands. So because, let's say he didn't. Because we all know... It stays moist for long periods of time. It wouldn't right. just it wouldn't right. just crust up into like uh, an old sunburn on his hand. Uh, so the district attorney said Dr. Newman masturbated at her bedside and ejaculated on her face. Uh, he got it in her eye. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Spermatosa was found on her eye. That's a word? Spermatosa? That's only if it's a secondhand contact, like if it, you know, came off of your your sleeve or something. (laughs) Right. If if it hits you directly, it's spermatosa if it comes off of uh, another person's clothing. He double-dosed her with morphine. Oh, man. <laughs> he capacitated her before her his sick examination, quote unquote, by administering a dose of morphine after the nurse had already left, or after the nurse had already done it, in absolute violation of hospital protocol, and every other kind of protocol. And, yeah, right. <laughs> Unless you're General an opium protocol. addict, the only protocol that that matches is that of an opium addict. Apparently, three more women are saying that he groped their titties at some point. No. I, I don't, I'm I don't sure it was probably his first time. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Describe his conduct as egregious, I would say. So, if you're a woman that's ever been to this doctor, you have to assume that something happened while you were under. Like, yeah. he probably didn't go straight to just pounding off on their face. But, like, <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago, he was just, like, bouncing his pants boner against their forehead while they were while they were sleeping. Or maybe he just brushed it by their ear every once in a while when he was working or something like that. Right. He's just wearing nothing but, like, linen pants all the time. <laughs> it's not see-through but like if you looked close enough you could see kind of the outline of it right you could see the little like uh orangey spot (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yours is an orange 
<laughs> it's more of a brown color. Oh, oh. Mine's, mine's huge and black. <laughs> and Casey masturbates with Cheetos. <clears throat> well, well, so. <laughs> Man, so. So now what? What is she? Is she suing him or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. He's frequently lectured on the topic of improving patient-doctor relationships. No shit. <laughs> He's showing loopholes and giving advice on how to make sure they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's probably going against his own rule by just... Ugh. Yeah, it would be interesting to hear his speech. Face. Like, you know, a, a happy patient is a heavily sedated patient. Right. Huh. Well, that's rough. So, uh, now, Ian, tell us how that uh, relates to your your doctor-going experience. Uh, well, he ejaculated on my face. <laughs> the same. <laughs> it's actually common among doctors now right anytime you're under it's an upcharge insurance a... insurance doesn't cover the uh, facial scrub <laughs> <laughs> no what did you did you go in for your uh, your big weight yeah 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 I went in for the two hour MRI yeah Actually, it wasn't that bad because I took a bunch of Xanax and passed out for the first like hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> I passed out almost immediately when I got in there. I was high as a kite. <laughs> oh, I was feeling pretty good. And, uh, yeah. Still, it's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable as shit. So did they find anything? <clears throat> I don't know yet. I'm pretty sure they will. Just a bunch of chipped and broken spinal bones. That's exactly what I think they're going to find. Right. It's a bunch of powder sitting right around your rectum. Yeah. Just trying some, to fall out. Some fat discs. <laughs> all the all the little like shards and shavings from like 30 years of hard labor are just accumulated down at the base. He's just basically got like a smushed up bag of Tostitos down at the bottom of his spine. They're going to find little samurais just hacking at my nerves. Because that's basically what it feels like. Uh, well, that'll be exciting, though. Yeah. At yeah, least, uh, at least you'll have some type of clue on, on what's going on with your uh, bird bones. Drew that. I got a good idea. I got a good idea already. But yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> It was. Yes. Uh, it went by. It went a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Let's, let's say that. And I have all the images, which are super fun to look at. <laughs> uh, no dick pics. Sorry, Casey. Oh, I didn't man. do my dick. I didn't. I didn't examine my cock. <laughs> well, I'll just rely on my stash. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can go through Ian's phone or something. <laughs> I, and I was sleeping too, so I probably had some nice morning wood. Would have enjoyed yeah. that. <laughs> so, uh, Davis, after I left your house, I got super sick. I mean, yeah, like raging sick. You. you didn't get <laughs> sick, did you? Hell no, I didn't. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh,. It's probably probably that piece of shit car had uh you know someone sneezing on like the steering wheel or when you were licking doorknobs or something <laughs> out of the way in. Yeah, maybe so, so. I I feel no fault on this one at I all. I didn't get any calls about the car, so everything must have checked out afterwards. Right. So that's good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I didn't get sick. Uh you did, so up your butt. Take that. Yeah, I got really sick. 
like high fever and all that stuff. Monday I was in rough shape, but uh, I went to work and I worked with this guy. And like Tuesday he started getting sick. Called in Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> so Wednesday I didn't end up working at all. Thursday I just went and rode with some guy. But uh, dude, Florida has the worst traffic in the world. Like. There is nothing in Florida that's easy to get to because there's just piles and piles of old douchebags in your way. Right. I think like the uh, like there's too many different um, like demographics there. Like you have like the the super old people that drive slow as fuck, and then you have like a bunch of young people that think that Florida's decent because it's warm. And they drive like the complete opposite. So like the mix between the two doesn't doesn't create like this median. It just creates hell. And just old of, people like, crashing everywhere. Right, right. Like just where there's no there's no sign of any any sort of altercation or anything. Just an old man that drove his his Jaguar into the median. Just just tried to <laughs> tried to go mudding in the Jaguar coupe. <laughs> And, probably and just, just remembered something and startled him. He's like, <laughs> yeah, probably. Just a flashback from the war. No, just anything. All the wars. Like, oh, I'm driving. Ah! <laughs> I can eat shit off the side. And, and they're always, it's always the same. They're always just standing out front of the car, like shrugging their shoulders like, well, thanks, Obama. this is everybody's fault but mine they never have like that defeated look like oh I screwed up it always looks like oh look what everyone did to me (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) look what everyone did to me oh I love it (laughs) that's something that millennials and old people have in common Oh, I know. (laughs) Something bad happens. They're like, look what the world did to me. (laughs) Yeah. I know so many douchebags that that are like that. (laughs) Fucking Nick. Not not Seaver, but Knopfsinger. Oh, my God. Just the biggest piece of shit ever. (laughs) (laughs) Just calling them out publicly. Oh, dude, I don't talk to that asshole anymore. (laughs) Like, like that, that bridge is so burned. Like I, I was, I was too nice of a person to him too many times for how shitty of a person he is. Oh man. He made you move boxes of fucking bricks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literal boxes of bricks. <laughs> Wait, was he your girlfriend at one point? <laughs> no. No. Like he oh, lived sorry, uh, that was rocks. He lived right around the corner. Uh him and he lived with like his his bomb ass girlfriend who was super cool, their daughter, and I worked with them. And he liked uh heavier music, so you know we'd bullshit about that uh but yeah it, dude he's just just the biggest fucking douchebag ever so <laughs> just one of those that always just got he's always finding some some new problem for himself but it's never his fault yeah yeah i knew a kid like that i had a roommate like that um he liked to steal and he was a compulsive liar. And, uh, yeah, he always, like, he'd fail a class because he never went. And then he'd talk about how the teacher didn't like him because he had long hair or something like that. Like, no, you just don't understand the attendance policy. <laughs> uh. He was a super ugly kid. Just... Just this like scarecrow of a man, and he, uh, his his big like magical idea at one point was he was gonna sell Kirby vacuums, and he was oh, going man. just this scary looking dude that hasn't showered in like three weeks, and he's going door to door trying to hawk vacuums to people. <laughs> dude, I did that one time. 
Oh no. Yeah, I I uh I answered an ad in the newspaper and they were like, Boom, you want a job? Do you like this and that? And I show up and it was selling Kirby vacuums. That's like uh that's like the knives. Remember the knives for a while? Everybody was like selling knives. Got call. Yeah. I think uh I think uh Jesse did that at one point. Yeah, that's, for all those times you need to cut through tin cans. <laughs> yeah. I actually have two Cutco dude. knives. Dude, that's, and they are that's, sharp that's, as balls. That's the days you go door to door. Nobody goes door to door anymore. If somebody shows up my at my door, I assume something went really bad. Yeah. Or they're here to talk to you like, about uh, their religion that you hate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they don't. They don't even ask the 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 Jehovah's Witnesses now. And they don't even ask you if they can talk to you. They just start in on it, and they like rely on your good nature to to not just slam the door on them. Oh, we we have a crew around here that comes around once in a while, and you just have to be like, nope, 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 closing the door now. Nope, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> Huh. No, I, I've never actually had one of those people show up at my door. Me neither. Well, it must be a weird cornfield thing. Perhaps someone could go on their website and and request a visit to your house. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Doesn't Mike Falk owe you something like that? Didn't you Didn't you subscribe him to some like Playgirl magazine or something like that? <laughs> At one point, uh, well, what, what, why are you turning this on me? Uh, what, what did I ever do to you, you fat piece of shit? <laughs> I'm just saying, what goes around comes around. Oh yeah, uh, it, it was all in good, good fun. I think I, I got both him and Lane a subscription to like Out Magazine. <laughs> so it would just show up at their door once a month and it was i don't remember what i titled mike as but lane's was uh lane Dwayne carrot <laughs> and then i'm sure i'm sure folks was something e- equally uh polite <laughs> but i also got him something else too it wasn't just Totally jerk stuff, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. I think I don't like know a, a toilet side magazine rack or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Country inspired uh, with the little little heart silhouettes cut out of it. Yeah, I think it was a laminating kit, so they didn't get the pages all sticky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to be able to hose them off afterwards. Right. You just throw them in the dishwasher, and then you can. Spank all over again. <laughs> I scan these right to my tablet. I'm all digital. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I have a, a long history of uh, stupid gift giving, and sometimes the stupid gift is to myself. I buy myself uh, really stupid things. Yeah, for a while you wore uh, hand hand underpants for just because hander pants hander uh, pants that was that was actually a gift though They're like whitey tidy gloves yeah yeah um here's here's something that i just bought uh, uh you guys know the company rizoma yeah yeah makes super nice stuff uh for motorcycles Super cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very cheap. Very, very, very cheap. And in case the people listening can't understand that, that's extreme sarcasm. It is not cheap shit at all. But it comes in such pretty boxes. It does. And I got two of those boxes today with uh, four turn signals in it. And I paid a whopping $30 for it. Probably made in the same place. Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's straight up Chinese knockoffs that showed up in a Rizoma box, 
And they even like scribbled Rizoma on the turn signals. <laughs> like they are just one hundred percent knockoffs. But it I don't know. They work. They're awesome. They look just like it. Chinese Came in a Rizoma aren't box. Overly concerned about intellectual property. Oh no. No, not at all. <laughs> they don't they don't let pesky things like trademarks get in the way of a good deal. <laughs> right. Copyright infringement. No, they don't care. <laughs> Hmm. I just ordered a whole bunch of motorcycle parts. Ordered some mufflers and uh, some fork seals and some bars. And uh, I'm having a new steering stem made for my bike by uh, Cognito Moto. Nice. Yeah. So I'm pumped. As um, you should be. <clears throat> Have you guys, not to get off subject, but have you guys um, seen anything on the new smear campaigns between Trump and Cruz? Just attacking each other's wives? Yeah. (laughs) That sounds fun. It's uh, Ted Cruz's camp, or like a super PAC or something, um, in one of their ads talked about, or showed like pictures of uh, Trump's wife when she did like some nude photo shoot or something back in 2000 and like Trump said he was gonna uh, go after uh, Cruz's wife said he was gonna bring up some stuff spill the beans he said and then Trump said you know you're a coward or whatever if you do that so Trump just tweets a picture of his wife and and Cruz's wife side by side and his wife's like a Trump's wife is like a airbrushed, like beautiful photo, like a modeling photo, and Cruz's wife is just the worst photo ever. <laughs> just I like imagine... her taking the shit. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. it I imagine like, oh, Cruz's too. wife wearing one of those little, like, little metal Amish baskets over her hair. You know, what? like uh, like when you go to Cabela's and there's like the the women walking around there in the homemade dresses and they have like the little doily on their head. You know what I'm talking about? No. Like a Mennonite. A Mennonite lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought Metal. for a second you were talking about her being a pastafarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a calendar. That's that's close, but... No, also, I, there can't... Helmet. Well, there can't be any dirt on his wife. Not that I like Ted Cruz, but aren't they, like, super straight-laced? Apparently they're saying that Ted Cruz might have been screwing around on her or something. <laughs> Someone else wanted a Slimer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's now going to be the, the, the term for Ted Cruz's dong. It's the, <laughs> the Slimer. slimer. <laughs> the Tr- Disguster. Yeah. <laughs> This is like the this is where the campaigns get really fun to pay attention. <laughs> when they or just the, get even more ridiculous. It's just straight yeah. smearing each other. That's uh that's a very Trump move though, is like, look whose wife is better looking. It is. He's that guy. He is that guy. <laughs> but everyone should have known that. It's that's that's no surprise. I just this is not surprising to me. I just can't, uh, I, I just don't understand how the religious right is throwing in so heavy behind him. Because he seems like kind of the opposite of everything that they generally like. Like, even Mitt Romney, even though he was, like, Mormon, he was still, like, this family man, you know, and pretty clean cut and stuff like that, you know, nice family and everything. Like... Trump's just a mess. <laughs> yeah, just an asshole. Yeah, really. Be careful, though. I bet he could sue us for saying that. Yeah, probably. I'm sure he would threaten it. <laughs> Not yet. Not till he gets in the office and it makes it illegal for people to have opinions right. against him. So, so back to motorcycles. Um... How was your ride? First ride of the year. It was nice. It was short. Uh, it, it was like my road was muddy. 
but I mean that that really wasn't a big deal. Um, I drove through like three neighbors' lawns just to avoid the road, <laughs> which Bud. yeah. Um, but that part was fine. Uh, the new E three plugs very nice. Uh, I stopped by uh, Doug and Alicia's to tighten up my new windscreen, so that's all good. And then I just kind of putzed around a little bit just to kind of get two wheels back underneath me. Um, and then that was it. I, I cruised home and did yard work. It was kind of kind of uh, underwhelming. But I, I don't know. I didn't want to... Um, it, it, being that it's early in the season... You know, it always makes me nervous about people not not paying attention to bikers yet. So right. I didn't want to take too many chances and go hot dogging around everywhere and stuff like that. So it's like, whatever. I'll just kind of putz around town for a little bit, uh, make sure everything's working good, and then and call it good. But it's nice. It's nice to be back on two wheels. You're moving out like crazy. Yeah, when I when I went out, there was a lot of bikes that that I passed. I just I don't know for some reason I just I, I was kind of off all of Sunday, like as a human I was off. So I don't know. I just didn't want to didn't want to risk it, like get stuck looking at a squirrel and like drive off the road because <laughs> I'm stupid. So I'm like, oh, uh, I'm just gonna take this with light and get home. Uh, so yeah, it was cool. It's nice to be back. The the plugs are great. Um, that's about it. I mean, everything else. I mean, it fired up just fine. No coughing, no sputtering. Uh, I ran like a like a bottle of Lucas fuel injector cleaner through it, the good snake oil, and hush. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then everything was solid. Everything was solid. And uh, being that I didn't store it outside, it didn't, like, lock up my uh, my clutch plates. So, I mean, I didn't have any issues there either. It was just good. It was nice. It was a nice day, too. Like, if when, when I wasn't riding, it was, like, hot out because I, I expected it to be a bit colder. So I had, like, a T-shirt, hoodie, and my jacket on. And, like, when I wasn't moving, I was like, oh, holy shit, so hot. Um, uh, yeah, pretty awesome. So now I have turn signals so I can put those back on my bike. <laughs> hmm. And then you guys just need to get bikes too. Working on it. Mm-hmm. Not working on it. I, <laughs> I need to get some, at, at this point, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like how to gold wing or bust for me. <laughs> I need something that's like a sofa. Yeah, yeah. You need uh, some sort of an armchair with wheels. <laughs> I just need to. Uh, I just need to get a cruiser and give up the sport bike. So um, I was reading an article today about uh, millennial hobos. Because apparently, like that's a that's a big trend is like young people decide to just kind of give up on having a job and all that stuff and just be a traveling drifter. So this this reporter like went to this camp in Oregon where a whole bunch of them live and it's the guy the the main guy at the camp is the dude that runs the the Reddit page for all that. It's like the vagabond Reddit page. And dude seemed like just garbage. Like basically they just kind of sit around and they they hunt for mushrooms during the day because mushrooms can be worth like 30 bucks a piece if they're good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they just get stoned and drunk and puke all over their bus that they live in and <laughs> sleep in puke. That sounds good. Good. Hopefully... Uh, they'll all catch some type of uh, leprosy and just 
kill each other. <laughs> it sounded like they were working on it. While the guy was there for the night, like, two people got assaulted, and one chick, like, stumbled drunk out of the back door of the bus and, like, broke her back. And I don't think that was just a particularly eventful night. I think that sort of thing just happens all the time in their bum camp. (laughs) Yeah, that's called a Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they're having a meetup in Ann Arbor. Those people are? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. See, you could go get a taste for it. <laughs> oh, you could let them camp at your house for a couple days. Yeah, Ian, you can let them camp at your house. Yeah, not my they're, place. They're free to go sleep in a parking lot if they want. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Apparently, that's a trend, and I was thinking about it, and I remember at one point I knew a kid who was uh, he he wanted to do that. He wanted to go to, uh, like, Washington, D.C. or New York and live as a homeless person for a while to, like, gain perspective. But uh, he was basically trying to get people to donate money for him to live as a homeless person for, like, uh, six months or something like that. Why would people give money for him to be homeless? I don't know, but the dude was... (laughs) He was asking for money. Like, it kind of seems like uh, that's the last thing you need. Because if you had money, you wouldn't be homeless. I'm pretty sure if you asked any, like, legit homeless person, like, hey, do you want money so you can not be homeless? I'm pretty sure all of them would say yes. Unless they're trying to be, like, ironic millennial hipster fags. They would probably be like, I would like money so I could not be sober. Well, it's a two-step process. They're going to, you know, de-soberize first and then buy a house or at least an apartment. But if you have a room for me to not be sober in, I'd, you know, I'm happy to take it. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that's what people our age do now. They, They live as hobos. For, uh... For the life experience. The problem with that is, is you're you're living with other hobos who are crazy and violent and are much more uh um they're much much more hard than you by the streets already. So they were basically telling this reporter they're like, Yeah, don't wander off because the woods is full of meth heads. And they'll bash you over a head with a rock and take whatever spare change you have. Oh, my God. Somebody needs to do something about that. Yeah, this one dude got bashed with a rock while he was there. And, um... Bashed with a rock. (laughs) Yeah. We're reverting to cavemen. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so... I met a couple of them. Right. Well, dude gets split with a rock, and then... Chad. <laughs> Not that Chad. A different Chad? Different, different Chad. Anyway, somebody got hit with a rock. Yeah, and um, he was bleeding all over the place from his head, and they're like, dude, should we call an ambulance? Should we call an ambulance? And they're like, nope. Nope. Don't bring any police here. He'll be fine. We got some Band-Aids. We'll put some Band-Aids on it. good good sounds like that uh that worked itself out yeah but so i'd be so terrified if some junkie split my head open and just had my bloodstream open to whatever is in their hands (laughs) (laughs) if they're doctors it's seminal fluid (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) hey wait you're not a medical professional are you Okay, good. <laughs> Why are you cupping your own jizz? That's super <laughs> weird. Uh. <clears throat> but they're raising money to uh, to get their bus fixed. It needs a new clutch, and then their um, their plan is to drive to Argentina. Oh, good. So they're oh, gonna man. hobo across they're... South America. I bet they'll uh, have fun at all those checkpoints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like um, South Americans may not see the uh, the the cool side of being a homeless person in a van. <laughs> right. They're probably not going to be super apt to give money to a bunch of you know yuppie white kids that are like, "Hey, we're just trying to make it south, man." And if you're homeless, how are you getting your hands on a passport? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's another great point. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So, if you visit their Reddit page, I think they have a thing set up where you can you can donate money. Or, if you want to be a passenger... You can jump on that bandwagon because they're recruiting passengers for their South America trip. Cool. Do you have to pay to be a passenger? Oh, I don't know. How much are tickets? I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure we could find the website if we're looking for it. Yeah, check. Because I'm I'm betting that you have to pay to to be homeless with them. If I had to guess, it must be a really. tightrope that you have to walk between like being disgusted by money and by material things and stuff and yet having to ask for them from people (laughs) right just trading dirty looks for money (laughs) uh dirty looks or dirty handies one or the other yeah i I just i don't know i mean it would be cool to I'm sure there's an element of it that is exciting and fun it's just not for me uh, I think that might be yeah. the case if it wasn't just like a bunch of like druggy degenerate moochers right if it was like hey we're all getting a bus and we're going to drive south it'll be cool right. that would be one we'll thing. use our we we'll use our debit cards to pay for stuff yeah. <laughs> we'll be real adults we saved money oh. for this hobo trip okay so you go to the vagabus.com <laughs> oh I gotta see this I'm, I I'm not I'm... even gonna go look I want I want to hear the colorful commentary that you guys give me about it I want to want a first hand uh, recap of the scenario well, if uh, if they were having trouble taking care of themselves, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dogs as well. Brilliant. <laughs> Good. And you have to be a hipster. Most homeless people do. They seem to like having more responsibility. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, if you can't take care of yourself, then... Nope. Nope, there's no saying there. No. That's just a poor idea. Hmm. Donate. <laughs> About the Vagibus. You can donate no. through GoFundMe. No, find out how much it, it takes to to be a passenger. I'm, they, I'm looking. I'm looking they volunteer. They go around and volunteer. I think that's just for the website. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that actually happens much, at least according to the interview. Ah, uh, right here. Like what you see, digging on the Vagabus bus that has been up to lately. <laughs> Want to keep the bus wheels rolling? All donations are highly appreciated, whether it's a couple bucks, some snacks, or even just a friendly comment. I bet they get super pissed off at friendly comments. <laughs> we don't need your approval. Uh, I wish I could donate negative a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pay me for looking at your website and giving you a click. Right. Facts. Let's check out the facts. There are none. No. There no are facts. literally none. <laughs> Why even have it on there? Media. Speaking of facts, uh, this day, this exact day, March 28th, 
back in 1978 is when uh, Three Mile Island happened. Three Mile Island, that was the, uh, what was that? Is that a Three nuclear accident? Yeah, nuclear faux pas, as I'll call it. It, was, uh, it wasn't it was... a complete meltdown, but it was really close. Really, really close. Uh, and like the grand scheme of um, nuclear meltdowns, the core temperature got to 4,000 degrees. And it was short just 1,000 degrees uh, of being extremely Chernobyl. So that was kind of... Uh, it's warm. Yeah, that was warm. Very warm. Um, so yeah, that happened today, back in 78. And uh, when, I was, when I was reading about it, because I kind of just passed right by it, um, Jimmy Carter, the president... He was a nuclear engineer in the military, and he was actually one of the people that went there, you know, pending, like, nuclear catastrophe. He went there and was like, all right, I'll inspect the ship myself. I'll help you disassemble it if you want. You know, you want, what, what do you need? I'm, I'm here to knock this shit out. So I thought that was actually kind of interesting for a president to put himself in that situation. And I, I guess, uh, what's that? I didn't know he was, uh, um, that title. What was that title again? Nuclear, Nuclear engineer. Yeah. I didn't know that he was that. Yeah, I neither. didn't either. And, and that was, uh, you know, we're all learning something today. You're all welcome. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Wow. So, Jimmy Carter was a nuclear engineer fixing stuff yep. about the same time that John McCain was flying planes into boats. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, the paths we take. Yeah, and now we're at, uh, you know, a guy that hosted a celebrity apprentice show as our forerunner with the world's worst comb over nice. and little sausage fingers and he makes duck face and he's just a horrible, horrible person. So <laughs> that's, that's where we went in 40 years, everyone. 40 years. Yeah. 40 years. I didn't even see where you were going there till the end. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't really intend on going there the long because game. Yeah, well, I mean, initially, just just talking about uh, Three Mile Island was kind of interesting. Uh, just, you know, looking at, at everything that it entailed. Um, and then, like, the, the Jimmy Carter part popped in, and I was like, oh, that's, that's very interesting. You know, so I'm, like, reading a bit more about it. And, like, he helped, um, when he was in the military, he helped disassemble uh, a nuclear plant in Canada. So, I mean, like, he's had firsthand right there, you know, doing the work. And at, at that point, I had the epiphany of, like, oh, my God, this is the worst. <laughs> so he we must be the, the most worst. overqualified Habitat for Humanity architect that there is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what happened. I, I think it's it's probably... You know, uh, uh, I guess just a popularity contest now. Because, I mean, I think that's why Trump is as far as he is, is because people know him, people listen to him. And um, what was it? Rubio, he was on, uh, what was it, like Bob Dole's campaign? Was it Bob Dole? I don't know. It, it was somebody like, you know, There's four or five guy. elections ago, he's been ingrained in the system forever. So, like, if if you're not in it early, you, you don't have any point of being there. You know, you can't you can't come from like a non-political background. If you do, you're not going to make it very far. Yeah, unless you're popular. Well, Trump's 
success so far is just because people are so fed up with, you know, the, uh, just getting handed a candidate. You know, people. Yeah, that's fair. And, it, you know, it, it, it's just, uh, it's just the result of like years and years and years of being handed like these just lame, terrible, boring candidates. And, you know, like Bernie Sanders is benefiting from the same thing as Trump. You know, he's so anti-establishment that um, people are just into it, you know, because it's different and it seems, um, you know, sincere. It doesn't it doesn't have the same appearance as like, you know, where you get like somebody like Rubio, where he's just so, you know, within the lines, like everything that he says is so scripted and mapped out and seems to like mirror the, the language of the of the party Oh yeah, and, and people are fed up with that. He's been in the system. He's been in the system for for twenty plus years. Yeah, he's been groomed for it. Exactly. So yeah, I I think you're I think you're totally right. Uh, but I I didn't mean to make this a uh, another another political discussion. I just thought. It was this day in history that uh, Three Mile Island happened. That is pretty interesting, though. I didn't know that about Jimmy Carter. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty interesting, too. Because um, I get I get uh, History Channel's uh, This Day Today sent to my email every day. So there's like a lot of like interesting things. A lot of stuff that like I, I don't know about and... Uh, I'm I'm too stupid to care. They're like, oh, this this poet was born. I'm like, oh, I seriously do not give a fuck. <laughs> so it's impossible for me to care about poetry. Sorry, yeah, not, not gonna happen. Especially hey, this, not like this artist was, was born this day. Man, yeah. don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's that's out of my timeline, bro. Does they have uh, fucking light switches? No, don't care. Later, get, get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> burn it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. It, it was there's there's a lot of interesting stuff that I didn't know. It's like a nice little, uh, nice little history lesson every day. Like uh, today, also was the uh, first American soldier killed in World War One. And I don't, I don't have the date for that. I think it was thirty-eight, or was that when it ended? I don't, I don't really remember. I didn't see that part. Oh no, it was, it was way earlier than that. Would have been okay. Like, yeah, thirty-eight. Be closer is when to the eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. I'm not sure exactly what the dates. Speaking of which, have you, have you guys listened to that hardcore history, the Dan Carlin deal about World War One? No, I haven't listened to that one. No. Uh. It sounds like the worst thing that's ever happened. Just atrocities like, or what? Oh, it's just just brutal carnage. Well, yeah, they like, used a lot of uh, like biological weapons back then. Yeah, and like oh, just everything about it sounds like it was just the worst. It was all trench warfare, so it was just basically everybody was sick. Yeah, and you know, I mean, like people get really into World War Two. You know, and they make a lot of movies about it and stuff like that. Like, they don't even make movies about World War One because it was just ugly. Like, there was nothing glamorous or, like, like nobody came home feeling like, yeah, you know what, we went over there and we put a stop to it, you know, we did what we had to do. Like, everybody came home and they were just like, screw that, let's never talk about it, let's never think about it again, let's never do that ever, ever, ever. Because it was just just big holes full of rotting dead bodies that's what like all of europe was yeah and that's one of the one of the weird things that uh that i took away from learning that today was the the day that someone was first killed in world war one is that how how did anyone know i mean we we live in this uh age of like super technology and you know we can we can really research anything super quick so it had to be like a telegraph 
sent to a coastline, sent to a boat or a plane across the ocean, back to a hub, you know, uh, signaled out that way. And then, you know, you're the, you're the first person that died in World War One, And, like, your family doesn't know for, like, two months. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's kind of weird. And, and, like, you have to read the paper because that was it. That was, that was the only thing that they had. Well, and there was probably a massive number of them that they couldn't even identify. Like, there was yeah. no detailed records and stuff back then. And, of course, if you get hit by a bomb and your limbs go every which direction, I mean, I mean, there had to be a ton of people that their families just had to assume after a while, like, no, they're not coming back. Yeah, it's, uh, and I mean, like, I wonder... Uh, like Chubbs, the people that lived in your area, uh, did they even know there was a war for a while? <laughs> I mean, you're out I don't in know. the middle of nowhere. Like, I see how, some. How did... uh, I see some pretty crusty people around. I could ask them if you want. <laughs> right. Hey, like... back in World War One, did you even know what was happening? <laughs> right. Did you know there was a war on, or did you just they... wake up every morning and were like, man, corn and wheat? And that was it. Exactly. <laughs> Corn and wheat, ten hogs. And that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we have everything at our fingertips. <laughs> and, and like, we have that information. So, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to think about. We've, we've come a long way in a hundred years. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud well, of us. And at the same time, I'm losing so much faith. <laughs> well Thanks so much that that dan carlin thing it's like countdown to armageddon or something like that i think is what it's called it's like five part i mean it's it's every bit of like 16 or 20 hours of audio yeah. it's amazing but uh that one's good and then the other one that's kind of cool that's about this area is uh ken burns did a documentary on the dust bowl dude that is brutal yeah. Yeah, that just looks like some miserable crap. Huh. You're shoveling dirt out of your mouth <laughs> yeah. all day. <laughs> and your ears and everything. Just oh man, just the pictures of uh of like the big giant apocalyptic dust clouds rolling in. <laughs> yeah. That killed people. Yeah. That just killed children. They just killed everything. <laughs> well, you know, when you uh when you bulldoze every tree and you just comb the ground for like eight thousand miles in one direction without any stopping it, like the wind really whistles across there. It's amazing. <laughs> I nothing bad will come of this, I'm positive, because it's just dirt. If you go to like Western Kansas, you look around and you're like, "This doesn't really look that much different than the Dust Bowl pictures." There's just <laughs> there's just less dust. It's not any prettier now than it was during the Dust Bowl. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, when, well, did, when did the Dust Bowl happen? By the way, um, I, I don't. Like I don't know too much about it. It was in the it was in the thirties, wasn't it? Yeah, I, was, I was thinking the forties. Oh, see, I thought it was yeah, I earlier, it was and that led to the Great Depression. So that was thirties, twenties to thirties. Yeah. Well, there was this huge boom because the government was subsidizing wheat production. So, like, everybody moved out here into the plain states and just <laughs> tore up everything and planted wheat. Like, tractors were running 24-7 all the time, just planting wheat and harvesting wheat and stuff like that. And then when we went to war, uh, they quit. I think that's the timeline. They quit subsidizing the wheat crop. And so, like, all the farmers basically, like, went broke. And about that time, they started this giant drought. And uh, conditions were just prime, man. They, they were huge drought. Everything dried up. And at that point, there was just nothing to stop the wind. 
and it just basically moved uh, a good portion of Kansas into the rest of the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> just distributing turds like a sewer. Yeah. Everybody just had like a, a, a thin puddle of tar in the bottom of their lungs that was just, it was either Kansas or Oklahoma. Just carry <laughs> it with you. Hey, where are the Canary Islands? Uh, off the coast of Africa. You sure about that? I thought so. Like the northwestern coast? Huh. I don't know, you might be right. Might be wrong. Probably right. Uh, uh, I know things. <laughs> the, the reason I was asking is because uh, another historically significant day... Uh, yesterday, two 747s ran into each other. Really? Yes. Above yes. the Canary yeah, Islands? Yes. Huh. You know what happened? Did everybody died? Yes! <laughs> yes! It was 582 people! Holy smokes. When right? was this? Uh, today, but some years ago. That's what I'm trying to find it right now. I don't um, like this story. The timeline or the storyline is too predictable. Need a plot twist. <laughs> One guy lives, lands on an island, befriends a volleyball, eventually well, escapes. Maybe, maybe someone did survive. But the the fact of the matter is, is 582 people didn't. Huh. I guess that's. That's a lot, man. Yeah, that's significant. Yeah, it's very significant. I I really enjoy like the like the the this day in history thing. Like every day, it's like it's a lot of like weird facts. Was it? Uh, uh, it wasn't Malaysian Airlines, was it? <laughs> no, no, they <laughs> oh, they would have just lost it. <laughs> just have a crappy history for like the last forty years. It's nuts. Right. Right. And then uh, yesterday, Viagra was uh, released to the market. That that had cool. to be, what, somewhere in the 90s? Maybe two, early 2000s? Something how like that. How long has Viagra been around, Casey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, huh. Just look on your bottle. Yeah, well, it doesn't say. There's not like a about us portion on the bottle. Oh, well, okay. That's fair. I understand. I understand. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I'll, I'll find out because... Because it's so interesting. Well, now I'm curious about the airplane <laughs> one, too. You know? Uh, March 27th. ba da ba ba Viagra, blah, 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 blah. 98. 98, people were just handing out boners. I'm glad Anyone I know can that. have one. Yeah. I, I'm going to store that away. That'll be a Jeopardy question at some point. It will. <laughs> what when are the boner FDA pills, hand out boners? <laughs> oh, FDA. boy. Well... On uh, on that edge of your seat moment, I think it's time to uh, to call this to an end. So thanks okay. for tuning in, folks. And uh, again, check us out on Podbean, Wait. iTunes, Facebook. One more thing. We all over the place. Wait a minute. Ugh, what? <laughs> the two jets colliding was in 1977. Okay. And there were two 747s. Yeah, but when did Cialis come out? Uh, I will check, and I I will make that the first thing I talk about next podcast. Great. Well, that leaves us a little something to look forward to. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that being said, yes, we are going to sign off. And uh, hey, everyone, take a listen to uh, Brothers McCarthy. That's a, uh, a podcast by my brother-in-law Joe and his brother Ryan. It's pretty good stuff. It's uh, pretty funny. And their audio quality is on point. 
on point. Man, we sound like shit compared to them. Yeah, that's only because you refuse to go with the flow and buy the same microphone as Ian and I. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to shut up, and that's going to be the end of the podcast. (laughs) All right, thanks, everyone. Goodbye, everybody.